0: things, miracles, signs and wonders, I think this is um, the awesome benefit of being on the mission field is that I think God expands your view, your vision and understanding of Him and the capacity of the things that He's capable of doing.
1: This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, Today, I'm excited to welcome over the phone lines with us Chuck and Helen Todd, the founders of World Mission Alliance. Chuck and Helen, are you guys there?
2: Yes. Yes, we are.
1: Fantastic. How are you guys doing today?
2: We're doing so great, and we're so excited to be part of this podcast.
1: Well, I'm really excited to have you guys on the show today. We're going to get into, in this episode, some of the most frequently asked questions that people have when they're going into the missions field. If you've been thinking about going on a missions trip, if you've always wanted to do that to serve the Lord, this podcast is going to have a lot of great answers and tips for you. But before we get into all that, I want to hear from you guys uh, a little bit of your story Uh, because I've spent some time in the mission field before myself. I currently am not in the mission field. I'm in Orlando, Florida, here at the Charisma headquarters. But before that, I did some work in Belize. I did some work in Romania. Um, And I'm curious for you guys, what is your story as missionaries? Can you guys talk about how you founded the World Mission Alliance?
0: Yeah, that's actually a great question, and thank you for asking. Um, So we are a multicultural couple, so to speak, because... um, Uh, Chuck is um, originally from Kansas, from the United States, but I'm originally from Russia. And uh, we met on the mission field in the early 90s, um, met doing missions work in Moscow, Russia, where I was living at the time. And after we got married, um, God was very clear to us that uh, our future is going to be in missions and that Uh, background that we both have coming from two different countries, two different cultures, is going to be used by him um, in a very special way. Of course, there is no way we could have anticipated uh, how big his vision is going to be for us. We thought that um, our future will be mostly in Russia and former Soviet Union sharing the gospel among the people who were deprived of God and the knowledge of God for 70 years. Um, due to the communist regime in Russia. And we felt like that was a great scope of work in itself. But God had something much greater in mind, as he always does. And I'm so glad he doesn't tell us in advance how far he's going to take us. I think that would scare us if we knew. But as we um, continued with our work in Russia and former Soviet Union, uh, he made it very clear to us that... um, he wants us to expand into other nations. And so we formed World Missions Alliance as an organization in 1999. And we started with two countries, uh, Russia, the former Soviet Union, and China. And since then, we have expanded into 21 nations around the world.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Um, And, and so... You guys, I'm sure, have seen a lot of incredible things in the missions field, right?
0: Uh, Truly, truly mind-boggling things, miracles, signs, and wonders. I think this is um, the awesome benefit of being on the mission field is that I think God expands your view, your vision, and understanding of Him— and the capacity of the things that he's capable of doing. I think that's my favorite part of being on the mission field as is just um, learning about God in, in such a much greater way than anything that I could learn within my own culture.
1: That's really great. Uh, so then. As as you guys do these missions trips all over the world in so many different countries, who goes on these missions trips? I can't imagine that it's you guys leading all of these different trips. So, like, I imagine you have a lot of different volunteers. And have some of these people never been on missions trips before?
2: Yes, many people who go with us have never been on a mission trip before. And many are very experienced. We've had people go with us it has been on, on close to 70 missions trips just with us. Um, so, And the thing is, once you go with us one time, we become part of family and people go over and over and over again. Uh, but we do, either my wife or myself, sometimes both, lead a vast majority of all the mission trips that we, we take. Um, there is a very rare occasion that we will have somebody else that will lead the team. But um, uh, we lead all, almost all the teams, one, one of us, ourselves.
0: And see, Taylor, this is our vision, is to give Christians an opportunity to experience the Great Commission hands-on. In addition to spreading the gospel in the nations where we work, uh, we um, have a passion of seeing Christians grow spiritually and really discover their purpose in life as they step out into the mission field. So every country that we minister in, uh, we bring missions teams with us. Um, We normally have 10 to 11 Trips scheduled through the year um, to various countries of our outreach and we will send a team of Christians some of them are maybe pastors or are in ministry in one capacity or the, or the other but many of them are just lay people who feel that stirring within their heart the desire to experience the Great Commission and we give them the opportunity without um, really without any restrictions
2: and you know one thing that you know and, and uh, that many people who have not been on a mission field have not quite understood is that the Great Commission is really for us, for the people to go. Uh, and one thing we wanted to do is to set, bring revival to the churches in America, and we found out the best way to do that is to mobilize the church overseas. And when, they, when people start to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in a foreign culture, in a culture that's alien to them— uh, you start, God starts revealing more of himself, more intimacy, you start developing a greater intimacy with Christ, and you start to receive more of who God is and how big God is, and you yourself will start to re- receive a greater and greater uh, revival in your heart, so you come back red hot, and that's something that we have seen over and over again. Part of the Great Commission that that is, I think, it's not that it's misunderstood, but not fully understood. And that is when we hear the Great Commission go into all nations, uh, make disciples of all people, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. We hear that, though, the, um, uh, we think that it's setting the captives free, uh, you know, pro- uh, the, uh, proclaiming the gospel. But what we're understanding, when you go, you start realizing a good benefit of that is us to have a priority, start re- uh, shifting priority within our own hearts. Um, and start understanding how big God is and, and increase our own intimacy. So this is something that we have seen over and over again with every person that goes with us.
1: I think that's really important. And so then as, as uh, if someone was going into a, a missions trip for the very first time, or maybe they haven't even made the commitment yet, they're just thinking about it. They feel like maybe God has called me to this. How, how do you describe the missions experience for someone who's never done it before?
0: Well, this is always, first and foremost, a step of faith, because uh, when God places that stirring um, into a person's heart, that means, first and foremost, that this person should be prepared to go To a whole new level In their faith In their walk with Christ In their intimacy with Christ So there is (laughs) There is always going to be A challenge involved And uh, that's just to um, Maybe defer any discouragement That a person experiences A lot of times When people feel called to go Immediately after They make that decision to go They start experiencing Unexpected challenges Um, Well this is the preparation Phase. Um, I think God allows these challenges to arise as a way of targeting the weak spots that we have within us to prepare us for the mission field, which is a spiritual battlefield. And He would not send soldiers into the spiritual battlefield who are ill-prepared or unequipped. Um, so um, the the part of the preparation is normally overcoming a certain amount of challenge and keeping your focus and knowing that God is greater than any challenges that we have. And so uh, recognizing that this is part of the calling and allowing God to walk you through it victoriously, um, that's always part of the preparation. Prayer and seeking seeking God's direction on the place and the time to go is absolutely indispensable because sometimes we have a natural desire of doing something, but it's not necessarily from God. Um, So we want to do something good. We want to uh, do something for God, um, but it may not be the place or the time. So spending sufficient amount of time in prayer to seek His will, seek His timing, seek His plan plan is essential. Um, And of course, then, you you know, just the logistical details of um, uh, raising funds and um, you know uh, get it, getting getting uh, prepared uh, spiritually for um, the mission field comes with that as well.
1: Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so then. One thing that I've uh, especially experienced as someone who's gone on missions trips before or been with teams is that uh, some people have thought about going on missions trips, but then they're like, uh, the money's too much or I can't fund this effectively. But I've noticed that one of the things that I saw uh, when I was looking into you guys is you guys have talked about how God funds your missions trips.
2: Can you talk about that idea a bit? it is just an amazing thing and this is actually this is something that when i came in was a big struggle for me was the finances um, but every every single month the people that go with us are people that um, uh, really uh, in in the natural would not be able to afford to go on a trip we have retired school teachers living on on the school teachers retirement that have gone on 50 60 trips with us uh, they go every every you know they go many times a year. And the the issue is that when you set out a proclamation that you are going, I think the first part is pray. Make sure that God has called you on this particular trip. And when he does, make a proclamation you are going, not that you're trying to raise money to go, but that you are going, and ask people to—and send basically just let people know to pray with you, support you, to be with you, partner with that trip because they share in the blessings. And it's it's God always provides in different ways. Uh, Some people do. God gives them ideas of how to raise funds. Some people, you know, they make cakes, they garage sales, they do things. But um, in one way or the other, we watch God just miraculously provide. Uh, We had one person that... That uh, came down to just missing a check, and was a pretty, pretty. It's like five or six hundred dollars, and he just about called and and said, "I just can't get this last bit." And while he was that same day, somebody drove up and said, "God told me three weeks ago to give you a check, and I wanted to go ahead and give this to you, and it was for the amount that he needed." And this happens over and over again.
0: And I, I think that you know, lack of funds. Um, uh, is part of that challenge that God places before us in preparation for the trip. It's his way of showing us that he is going to, when he places a calling on our lives, um, he's going to equip us in every way that we can. And as Chuck mentioned um one of our favorite parts are the testimonies of how God provides for people to be able to go. Um, there is a, a gentleman that uh, felt a calling to go on a mission trip to Iraq with us, and um, he knew for fact that he was called, uh, so he asked us to put... Uh, him on the list for that particular team but he also knew that he didn't have the funds Um, so within a week he took his wife to the doctor and as he was sitting in the waiting room waiting for her to um, come out he shared this story with a gentleman in the waiting room about the calling that he had on his life and how he's praying for the funds to come in. And that gentleman felt compelled to fund his entire mission trip you know, <laughs> this, is, this is one of the most uh, miraculous provisions that I have seen, uh, but this is just the confirmation then, that uh, there, is, there is nothing uh, that is too difficult for God to do, and certainly funds are not one of those things.
1: That's a really important point that I think you've made there. Um, is there anything else that as people are considering the mission field, going on a mission trip, are there any other common questions that they ask that we can answer here on the show?
0: Well, I think that uh, one of the questions is, um, and I think it just goes with our human nature, um, what is it that, you know, why Why am I supposed to go Uh, What is it that I have to offer? Um, These are important questions, uh, I think, for us uh, to understand that go along with that calling. And so, uh, first of all, as Chuck mentioned in the beginning, when God calls us on the mission field, it's not because he needs our help for anything. God really can accomplish anything that he needs to accomplish without our help. But when he places that calling on our life, it's for our benefit, it's for our growth, or it's for our encouragement, it's for our inspiration. And so for us to miss out um, on that would be a big mistake. So, And it applies to any kind of calling, whether it's going on a mission field or venturing into a new ministry opportunity that a person has not experienced. Um, It's always scary because it takes us into the unknown. It takes us somewhere outside of our natural ability. Um, but we don't want to miss out on what God has for us. And uh, the final thing is, I think one of the most frequently asked questions is, I don't know what I have to offer. I'm just a small, ordinary person. What do I have to offer on the mission field in a country that I have not even heard of before? And our favorite phrase, we didn't coin it, but (laughs) we use it a lot, is God does not send the qualified. He qualifies those whom he calls. And so we are to completely trust him that if he placed that calling on our lives, he has something prepared for us that we are able to accomplish if we're just willing to trust him.
1: Amen. Well, for anyone who is interested in finding out more about the World Mission Alliance, maybe joining with you guys on a trip, where can they find out more information?
0: I think the best would be to come to our website and it's rfwma.org. Um, and perhaps, um, people can see that link on, uh, um, the link to the podcast. But this is a great way to start. Check out our website um, or give us a call at 417-231-4131. We would love to hear from anyone who has a heart for missions because these are our people and we want to know them.
1: Fantastic. Well, Chuck and Helen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been amazing to hear from you guys, and I hope that it's uh, helped our listeners as much as it's helped me. Would you guys be willing to pray us out?
0: Absolutely.
2: <clears throat> Father God, we come and we just thank you so much, Lord, for all the provisions you've given to us, for, all, for revealing yourself to us, Lord, and for adopting us into your family. And Lord, I pray right now that you will bless each and every person listening to this podcast right now, Lord, that you'll pour out your spirit, that everyone listening will increase in influence and affluence, Lord, and and that that you'll call each and every one to go, step out of their comfort zone, and step into the center of your will and the center of your calling, and bless each person that does so, Lord, in your mighty name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. You've been listening to Chuck and Helen Todd on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPM. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network.